This episode is proudly brought to you in partnership with the West Coast League, your summer collegiate wooden bat league. Check them out this summer, 2020. Portland is a baseball town. Our secretary didn't have anybody on the phone. (laughs) There was nobody on the phone. They were just egging me along. So they brought a little short, chubby guy in with the name Peters and put him in my place and sent me to double A ball. Two fans, one mission to bring Major League Baseball to Oregon. This is the Diamonds and Roses podcast. Without further ado, your hosts, Ben and Dave. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Dimes and Roses podcast. As always, I am your host, Ben. Before we get started today, I just wanted to remind you to go out and get yourself some Big League Chew Bubble Gum because Big League Chew Gum is the Hall of Fame Bubble Gum and the official Bubble Gum of the Diamonds and Roses podcast. We may have heard something a little bit different before this episode began and something about partnering with the West Coast League. Well, that kind of gave it away. I just wanted to give you some great news. We are now officially partnering with the West Coast League. It's um, a summer collegiate wooden bat league that's uh, in Oregon, Washington, and uh, some of Canada. So if you haven't gotten yourself a game, you need to get out and do it. And uh, this week, we, uh, we've had some really cool things happening because... With the West Coast League, they're starting to announce some of their players on each of these teams. And so this week, we're going to focus on four players specifically from the Ridgefield Raptors. And next week, we're going to bring you you know, some more players, another four from another team. Uh, we might go into either Corvallis or we'll go into Victoria, one or the other. I'm just trying to work out some of those kinks and figure out some of that information for those players. But with that said, let's get into this week's episode. Um one of the first players we have out of Pleasant, Pleasanton, California, is Bradley Norton. We're more or less going by Brad. He was out of Amador High School, and he hit uh, 439 as a senior, and he was a two-year varsity letterer who also played football. Um, some of the accolades he uh, in high school was that he won the batting title and he was MVP of his league. He's also played summer ball with the NorCal Baseball. And out of high school, he uh, signed with Nevada. And some other interesting facts is he was selected to the U-17 National Team uh, Identification Series Team USA. Well, that's pretty cool. I mean, this is uh, so far so good on Brad here. And, uh, you know, this is going to be really cool because he ended up going with, and I might be mispronouncing this, but the Olan Renegades. It's a junior college uh, from 2018 to 2019 where he earned junior college all-academic status. So some of his statistics were that he batted 305 uh, with 30 RBIs in 47 games. His on-base percentage was 426. He had 12 doubles, 14 stolen bases. He had 
12 errors and a .935 fielding percentage. And just recently, he signed with Rutgers University, and head coach Steve Owens said this of Brad. Bradley is an experienced middle infielder who will have an immediate impact role in our program. End quote. And then also he goes on to say, has advanced feel and instinct for the game and has really developed his defense through hard work and in the past year. Um, one of the things that I'm actually kind of interested in is, is, and I didn't really see this, but why was he, you know, why did he switch from Nevada and then going to junior college? I don't know if it was like an injury uh, or, or, or something else, but he did fairly well um, as uh, his time in the really Renegades in junior college. Should be interesting what he does with Rutgers University. Uh, but, you know, he brings in a decent batting average. You know, he's hitting some plenty of RBIs. Uh, he's got definitely got some doubles. His on-base percentage is 426. So, uh, and he's also still 14 bases. So that'll be interesting. I mean, I'd like to see how this is going to help Ridgefield. Um, this upcoming summer, and uh, you know they you know get some stolen bases, but the big thing is is you know getting those bats going. I mean they they did really well last year with their batting, um, but uh, you know having these stolen bases is going to be really good. And that uh, that on base percentage um, a little bit higher uh, would be better. Um, fielding percentage is is fairly decent. I'm just kind of concerned about the 12 errors and 47 games, but. You know, we'll see. Everybody, you know, can improve, and we'll see how he does this year. Moving on, we're going to go south. We're going to go with a kid out of Desert Vista High in Arizona, and his name is Eli Anconi. Sorry, Eli, if I really mispronounce your name. He's a left-handed pitcher. Now, this is going to be interesting because uh, last year, you know, in their inaugural season, the Ridgefield Raptors would, you know, they more often than not what they would get up in their, you know, their games and they, you know, they start doing some well. But, you know, I, I felt like, you know, more often than not, some of the pitching would let them down in some of the later innings. And so this is one of those things where, like, I felt like they they needed to improve on this year. And so we'll see if... You know, Eli can help that pitching staff and help them overcome some of their initial woes that they had in the inaugural season. So let's talk a little bit about where Eli is coming from. He earned second team all-conference as a senior in high school at Desert Vista High. He had a 3.74 ERA in his high school career. He had 132 strikeouts in under 100 innings in two seasons. In the 2019 playoffs, he pitched 13 innings and had a 1.08 ERA. So that's going to be pretty good. I hope that he can continue that in the competitive ball. Um, so we'll be interested to see what's, what's going on with him. And so I, I did some more additional research on him and came across some stuff with Prep Baseball Report. Now, let me tell you this. If you're not following Prep Baseball Report, you need to go out. They, got, they, they put in a lot of hard time. A lot of effort into this to try to bring you some great quality content 
and to also represent some of these these high school students, uh, actually not some, a lot of high school athletes, and just kind of show you kind of what they're where they're at, what they're doing. So I encourage you to go out there and and just kind of see what they have to do what they're doing with prep baseball report or PBR in short and see, see what information they can provide you. Cause they really provide some great content and help these young athletes uh, put themselves out there when maybe, you know, they're just not being looked at by some people. But anyways, according to prep baseball report, uh, his fastball was maxing out about 88 miles an hour, but uh, he was averaging anywhere between 84 and 86 he also throwing a curveball, and they're saying he was averaging anywhere between 75 and 77 on that curveball. And he throws a good slider, and they're saying he's averaging around 73, 74 miles an hour. Some of the things that they say about him is that he has a durable frame with strength present in the lower half. So I'm assuming that they're talking about his legs, and about his like push-off on here with those legs. And... Uh, they go on to say they're intrigued by his changeup, which is about 75 to 77, produce some late fading action. So maybe some of the movement on the end there as it uh, was coming in. They also believe that he may have more velocity in the tank. So as he kind of gets a little bit older, um, kind of matures a little bit more, kind of bulks up a little bit more, and we're going to probably see that in his, you know, his early year in college when he, just a different mentality. I mean, talking with all these student athletes and in that change going from their senior year of high school to their freshman year of college, it's a completely different um, outlook on life. And, they, you know, these coaches are taking their time and working with them. And uh, Eli's attending school with none other than the mayor himself, Johnny Weaver. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that uh, people always said, Johnny Weaver, the mayor of Ridgefield. So, and that's right, Johnny's attending uh, Grand Canyon University. So, uh, by the time this episode comes out, I just want to let you know, I went and actually saw Johnny play recently at Grand Canyon, and uh, they were taking on Oklahoma State University. I believe they won 10-3 to in that game. It was a really interesting game, and uh, I hope I get a chance to get out and watch Johnny a little bit more before uh, I depart Phoenix. But uh, with that said, we're, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsors, and uh, we'll be right back. What's going on, podcast family? Ben here for Devo Bag Company. Rooted in eastern Washington, Devo uses nothing but the highest quality maple, ash, birch on the market. You know what? It makes a difference. At Devo Bats, they take pride in the craftsmanship that goes into each and every wooden bat produced. Your success at the plate is their ultimate priority. They want you to know when you think of bats, Think of Devo Bats. Devo Bats, your Northwest supplier of affordable quality wooden bats. (laughs) 
Hey podcast fam, it's Ben here from my friends over at Baseballism. Founded by four former college baseball players and teammates, their love and passion for the game did not stop after leaving the playing field. An amazing organization founded on the beliefs of class, tradition, and the history of baseball. I personally shop at Baseballism because of the quality of their products and the top of the line customer service I get each and every time. Take it from me, an avid hat lover. Baseballism is not your run of the mill apparel company. Check them out at any of their fine locations or visit them online at baseballism.com. Baseballism built for the love of the game. All right, everybody, we're, we're back. Um, we're going to jump back into talking a little bit more um, about some play a player or two and uh, then we're gonna uh, we're gonna end it here for this particular episode and uh, we will be bringing you some more of these really interesting content with these players I know that these episodes are gonna be pretty short but you know I just wanted to bring you some interesting individuals that are gonna be attending uh, you know not attending but actually playing um, for uh, some of these West Coast League teams this summer. So, uh, with that said, let's uh, let's jump right back into it. And this time we're staying in Arizona, and we're going to Peoria, Arizona, and we're going to be talking about Trevor Pruitt. Now, Trevor Pruitt hails out of Sun Sunrise, sorry, Sunrise Mountain High. Again, uh, the, now Trevor is also a pitcher, and as I mentioned before, you know with the Richfield Raptors, they they need another pitcher. They need a good pitcher. They need pitchers that can like make it through the game and help them win it, and then actually help close um, some of these games out. So because you know they were they were putting up a lot of runs last year, but they weren't really getting that support from the pen in the end. So uh, let's see if Trevor can also help them this year. He um, has a fastball that's right around 84 to 87. Again, he's also maxed out at about 88 miles an hour. He's throwing a curveball at a, somewhere between 64 and 67. And then his changeup, he's throwing at about 73, 74. His senior season, uh, he went 3-0. and He had 14 innings, and he had 21 strikeouts. So that's not too bad. I'm really liking what uh, what he's bringing to the plate. And uh, so Prep Baseball Report, and as I mentioned this earlier in the episode, go check out Prep Baseball Report if you haven't. Uh, they got some really good content. And, uh, you know, they, they just these help these younger athletes out. I'm just amazed at what they have there. Um, so Prep Baseball Report says he's not the most physically imposing picture out there, but... In a, where they went and saw him play, he said that he dominated the bottom zone with three pitches in advanced feel using a simple delivery with clean arm action. They also went on to say, has good late life on his fastball. Pruitt's feel on the mound and command of three pitches makes him ready to help a college program right away. So... Travis is actually, <coughs> sorry, not Travis, but Trevor is actually attending Texas Arlington, which is out of the Sun Belt Conference. And in his freshman season, he pinched 10.1 innings and he walked six and struck out seven. And now on to fourth and final player. And this year, we have returning 
out of Sacramento, California, Carter Benbrook. He's a left-handed pitcher. And some of the interesting information that's being put out there by the Richfield Raptors is that he was a fan favorite and a West Coast League All-Star. Carter <clears throat> it was a Jesuit, Jesuit high school where he was a left-handed pitcher and he played first base. His max fastball was at 84 miles an hour, but he averaged 82 to 84. He had a curveball that was somewhere between 73 and 74, and his changeup was 75 to 77. He was a three-year letter for the Marauders and also played right field. He earned all-city team and first team, all-league, both his junior and senior seasons, helped lead his team to a title in 2019, and made the honor, made the honor roll in high school every semester. And he ends up signing with UC Santa Barbara and now is a freshman. In 2019, let's go back to that year that he helped play in the inaugural season for the Ridgefield Raptors. He played in six games that season. He had a 2.05 ERA in 35 innings pitched and with 25 strikeouts. And I went and looked at some of his statistics uh, throughout the season and he averaged six innings each time that he pitched. Um, and <clears throat> this is what he said of his time coming back to Ridgefield. He says, I'm really excited to be back in Ridgefield this summer. Last summer was such an incredible experience. And he did all this before the All-Star break last season when he was 2-1 and one with 25 strikeouts, 4 walks, and a 2.05 ERA, and he only allowed 10 runs. Now, looking more at his statistics, um... <clears throat> Let's talk about uh, you know his best game. It came against Kelowna in Kelowna, where he pitched six innings. He had gave up four hits, one base ball. He had five strikeouts, and that's with facing twenty three batters, and he had a zero ERA. So it'll be really interesting to uh, to get him back. I'm hoping that you know he can play a little bit more than six games this season. Uh, he'll help that pitching staff. And let me tell you why I'm saying that I th- I hope that he helps the pitching staff and to get better because here's some some interesting um, factors that I that I see. Richfield was eighth in the league for pitching, and they were 26 and 26 last season. They allowed the fifth most runs. Their team ERA was .262, or 2.62, sorry. They gave up the second most runs with 496. Can't be giving up that many runs if you're wanting to expect to win games. They gave up the second most walks with 288. Again, second runs, second walks. You can't be giving up that many. And they're 10th in the league for strikeouts. Um, they third in the league with innings pitched. I mean, that's a lot of innings um, to pitch uh, and to, to be allowing that many walks and giving up that many runs. Now, Ben, for example, sorry, yeah, Benbrook, sorry, he he also not only pitched, but he batted. And so in 14 at-bats, he had four hits with one home run, one RBI, four base on balls, and he struck out five times. So, again, like I said, it's, it's not really that, that long of an episode, but I just wanted to, you know, introduce you to 
uh, four players uh, that are going to be coming back, coming to the Richville Raptors this upcoming 2020 season. And with uh, Carter Benbrook being one of the th- four, one of the only four who are becoming back to have another season. So we wish you uh, nothing but the best of luck this upcoming season and in the West Coast League and with your college careers this year. So we'll look forward to seeing you here in uh, 2020. And uh, with that said, we'll be back again next week with another great episode and uh, bringing you some more players that are going to be with you in this year's 2020 West Coast League season. You have a great day wherever you are at. Peace out.